Can you handle it? Right, Teresa? Can you handle it? That's what, that's what the Lord um, spoke. You know, just so you know, Teresa, the words that you spoke last week and you were saying, you know, I don't identify with them, but I know that I receive them. And I was um, having exchanges with some other members here. And those words were for people that were here. And they really encouraged and spoke to their heart. But um, you are, one of the words that you gave was, can you handle it? That means God was saying, can you guys handle it? The teachings and the work that is consistent, like we've been saying, with revival. So taste and see that the Lord is good. The Lord in the beginning, and this, I think some folks took a while to um, understand what's going on here. Because God allowed us to like run ahead and speak about some things that I, should, I don't think normally we should be speaking about. But is opening our eyes to the possibilities that are there in him. Hello? And he did that very well. And then he, um, the growth and transformation aspect of it that we, had, we, all, we are all going through. And that's very uncomfortable. And that's what the Lord is saying. Can you handle it? Can you handle the character that I need to forge in you if you say you want revival? Can you handle it? Can you die to self in a sustained way? And many of us had different, were a part of different ministries in the past. And they did it this way and that way. And I, you know, myself included. But they didn't have revival. They didn't have what we read in scripture. They didn't have what we, I read, read and I'm reading in the book of Acts. So to bring down that version of God in London here, London, Ontario, that huh, we might claim this city for Jesus Christ and see the young people that, we, that are in the schools going, they're lost with all of what they're teaching in the school system now. There's no Bible, there's no God, nothing like that. And if, we, if they continue down that road, generations upon generations of these young ones, no hope, no chance of them being saved. And God is saying, I need a group of people that will live according to my word, my precepts. And I can manifest myself through those. And we can be the ones that will testify to those schools that we see in London. So many young ones. This is why we do it. We are not in ministry, guys. We're in love. I don't know what it is to be in ministry. You know, people talk about being in ministry. I, don't, I am not in ministry. I'm in love. I'm in love with Jesus. Ha! Yeah. And I'm not anointed. You know, people like to talk about how oh, anointed they are. I am not anointed and I don't want to be anointed in that sense. Ha! I just want God to speak through me when I meet someone. That's it. As often as possible. Would I be one, 100,000 or a million? Because, you know, the way people talk about ministries these days, you think they're talking about building a business. All happened was that, like for you, you guys, the Lord, I got the revelation of Jesus Christ and I fell in love. And if you go this deep with God, 
you cannot help but talk about him. And you can't help but talk about him the closer you get to him. All the time. That's all I do. Forget about this ministry thing. Something that the Holy Spirit is arranging in the church and all of those type of things. That is God doing that. I don't even touch that. I just speak what he asked me to speak and be who yeah, he was asking me to be. And I'm recommending that we do that as a congregation. And yeah, something will happen. That's called ministry. But some of you, some of the people that will come here, that will be A students unto the Lord. Will, 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 the Lord will take them and move them into another country, another city, and they will pastor a church there. By that same grace and anointing. And many souls will come. And I'm actually looking forward to, you know, planting more churches. I'm looking forward to going different places and having exchanges with, with individuals. And we plant a church in another city, in another country. I can't wait for God to do that. I'm, I'm, I, I don't love the podium, guys. Oh! I want to go out. I don't know. God is going to send us some places. I want to go some places where there are not even houses. Oh! They are huts. Not this Hollywood type ministry. The sufferings of Christ. So the encouragement tonight. Desiring God. Really quick guys. Desiring God. Huh! Desiring God. In an uncommon way. An uncommon way. Huh! Let, let you know the zeal of my father has eaten me up. Type of hunger. We're. Huh! It's just you and him. You're here with a hundred, with a thousand. But it's you and him only. You and him. We want people to know that you can have a relationship. It's a myth. Our whole relationship with God. It's a myth. An intellectual myth. It's not experience. It's not alive. We just have a mental, most of the time, a mental thing going on in regards to the revelation of Jesus Christ. But relationally, moment to moment, there's no exchange like we would be having with our wives and mothers and cousins and uncles and so forth. It's not that real. That, this is what we want to burn and boil in people until God himself begins to explode out of all of us. The prayer tonight. Huh! When Paul said that I might know him, that I might know him, and the power of his resurrection. That I might know him. There is a, a heart cry in that knowing. There is a desperation in that knowing. Lord, reveal yourself to me. Give me encounters. And it, let, Guys, you know the thing is? God has already committed those encounters to every single one of us. Every single one of us. If we would desire him. If we would overcome this world system here. And beat it. By the grace of God. We are going to be hearing the testimonies of the encounters. Huh! Some will go up and see visions of heavens and so forth. Amen. Couple of scriptures. And I want to just encourage people tonight to pray. Don't be, you know that we talk about the 80-20 the rule. The 80-20 rule that they say applies to every sector of society. So they said the math is that. 20% of the people in the world own 80% of the wealth. 
and 80% of the people in the world, they share 20% of the wealth. And this applies pretty much in, in uh, any industry that you go, the 80-20 rule. And what, what it, wouldn't you want to be in the 20% the bracket? That means you'd be wealthy. And it's the same thing in the kingdom. 20% of Christians huh, carry 80% of the anointing and relationship with God. And 80% are scrambling. Scrambling. Every now and then something happens. How do you separate yourself? It, the secret, I read this book once. It, it's called The Secret is in the Extra Mile. The secret is in the extra mile. The difference between a multi-millionaire and a millionaire is 20% more work. How much more hunger would you? One size, I go, hmm. Guys, you do, you know, you elect, you elect yourself. Ha! You elect yourself where you want to go with God. Now, how would you pray? How would you worship? How much appetite would you have for him now? If you found out that the key to this whole thing was in your hands, what kind of relationship would you cultivate with the Holy Ghost, my Father in heaven? Hallelujah. Praise God. Isaiah 26 and verses 7. Some of you young folks, my father in heaven you will be champions huh! in the kingdom champions the way of the just is uprightness oh most upright you weigh the path of the just yes in the way of your judgments O oh lord we have waited for you the desire of our soul is for your name the desire of our soul is for your name meaning your god can renew huh, your desires so much that you know we have been talking about separate being separated on sunday we we're talking about being separated god can renew your mind so much that you get up out of bed in the morning and your desires are for the things of God. There is nothing down here commanding your attention away from Him. When you get to know Him, the closer you draw to Jesus Christ is the more He's going to impact you. I've heard testimonies of encounters that people have had with Jesus, even ministers. One encounter. And they are absolutely changed. He imparts you with something from His being. A supernatural thing that literally changes your perspective. If that is the programming and that's how it happened, would you not be contending? Right? Would you not be hungering for those encounters? If he can give you something huh, that in, through that encounters that makes you more like God, then no. What would you do? Those men that are anointed and have had these encounters, my Father in heaven, they have flesh like you and I. Just the hunger component, the desire. 
everybody can seclude yourself out of that 80% bracket and come into the 20. How does it happen? It has to be Jesus Christ that you're going after and him only, period. It has to be him. You cannot fake. It cannot be the church etiquette that allows you to, um, you know, feel like you are close to God. No. You have to be very honest. Desperate prayers, guys. Desperate prayers. Listen, <clears throat> there will come a time right here when we're going to ease off of these prayers a little and we're going to say, even so come, Lord Jesus. We're going to pray for the revival. We're getting the souls ready. We're getting our minds ready, our spirits ready to pray for the revival. If we can take in all the things that the Lord is saying to us and act on them, there'll be a moment when we will begin to switch and pray, Lord, it's the time. You will feel it in your spirit. We will know when we're at that point. It's senseless that we prematurely cry for revival, knowing that we're not prepared. You know, when, when I was in Toronto, for example, and we were helping out at another church, and they were seeing that we had a calling, okay? They saw that we had a calling, and they recommended to us that they help us establish a church. And I immediately, I go... I felt in my spirit I was not ready. I, I, was, I felt as clear as day something is missing. There's, I didn't have the conviction that it was time, that I was able, capable of pastoring and doing in that season. I was not ready. And therefore, I, re I told them, no, I don't feel like I can do it now. Something is missing. I have to be honest. But you know, when the Lord led us down here, and after he sent me back to the work world for a short season, and then I came back home, and then God spoke to me in regards to this ministry. I was like, yeah, I can do this in the name of his, Jesus Christ. I felt, I go, I go, I'm ready. We're ready. So from that moment, this is, a, this is the same thing. You can sense when it's time to pray for something. When you have matured to a certain level by God's grace, that you can pray and ask God for something. Doing that prematurely, even asking for it is not a wise thing. That's why I tell people, don't just ask for anointing. Right? Ask, I don't ask God for anointing. I ask the Lord to mature me. Just mature me and teach me. That's all. The anointing will fall off on your head. Amen? Uh, Philippians 3. And verses uh, 7. Paul speaking here. But what things were gained to me, these I have counted loss for Christ. Yet indeed I also count all things loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord. And if you study the life of Paul, you will see that he was a spiritual person, he was a religious person. And from his perspective and what would uh, the people that they would actually regard as religious, he was among them, he was counted among them, the Pharisees, the doctors of the law. Paul had excelled to that level, being a, a student of the law. And he's basically saying, no, what happened to him? That he's saying, but what things were gained, were gained to me, these I have counted lost for Christ. What did he find out? about Christ that he made that great exchange and gave up everything and he's recommending and 
that even us, by the Spirit of God, would do the same. Yet indeed I also count all things lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord. I'm telling you, we're talking about in love. When you fall in love, think about it now. For those who are married, for a moment, everything that you used to do is not commanding your attention anymore. This individual that has, you know, captivated your heart, is consuming all of your time. That's what happened before you get married. But what about when you meet Jesus Christ? That's what Paul is talking about here. Verses 9. Actually, uh, verses uh, 8. Yet indeed I also count all things lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ, of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and, and count them as rubbish, that I may gain Christ, and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith. And then it, verses 10, look what he says here, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection, and the fellowship of his suffering, the fellowship of his suffering. Something that we need to embrace. All of us need to embrace the sufferings of Christ. Being conformed to his death, if by any means I may attain to the resurrection of the dead. It's going to take a... Um... Guys, I, was in the... I know some of you went to the work today. And uh, maybe you're feeling a little bit tired. Ha! After, even though nowadays it's like most of the work jobs are from home. So... The only traffic you have is on your, your stairways coming downstairs, right? Right, Adriana? But I had to go to, into the work world and then come back with enough energy and stir up myself and pour cold water on my head and say, I'm going to go to church. Huh! We don't miss church. And we had two kids, two young ones. Whether it be snow, we pack them up and go. Huh! Yeah, somehow it has to be figured out. But we are not missing that this is the type of I don't listen you know some of you pitch a church and you go been there done that you let me tell you something if that's it that means you're blind you're still blind father open the eyes if that, if you ever thought that nothing is going on here for a moment that you can just miss like that you're not seeing right I guys I don't take a I don't take a day off there's just too much activity happening here. I know in the house of God, if man come there with hunger and desire and thirst, wake up and understand the possibilities that are in an environment like this. Don't be like the rest of the people in the, uh, most of the other churches. Huh! That just do this thing religiously. You have to make noise for God to hear you on the earth. I didn't do it right, but I made a lot of noise. A lot. I would go to church. When they're doing the baptism for the Holy Ghost, I go to the church, and I'm like, it has to happen today for me. And I go up there, and I see people are receiving, receiving, and nothing is happening for me. You know, I, get, I got upset. I, in the middle of the service, I go home. And I'm like fighting at home with God. I'm like, how come that didn't work for me? What else must I do? And then he said, go back. And I go back. This, this is 
this has to be your approach. If you want encounter, if you don't want this to be an intellectual thing to you, and you want him to transform you, and you want to see and hear, oh! it's on every individual. You will seek me and find me when? When you shall search for me with all of your heart. All of your heart. If you don't do it with all of your heart. And I'm telling you, to God, all of your heart, he will test you. He will test how authentic you are by your, through your perseverance. I, I'm telling you, it took a while, guys. I, I would mad going to work in the morning just beating up the steering wheel ha! after a discouraging night because I didn't get the encounter but I'm telling you he's faithful and I'm when, he, when he gives you that encounter your life will change he will add something to you it will give you such spiritual strength oh God it will give you such spiritual strength you will be able to feed others from that. You'll be able to call people in the kingdom. Your weaknessing will change. Your conviction and your boldness and your confidence for God, at that moment, it will absolutely change. Oh! You will know that you carry something and, you, and, and that people need it. It wouldn't be, you know, do you believe in Jesus? He is Lord. No. When you make contact with him, he will impart you. Amen? So play, pray with that hunger. And then memory is the key. Memory. Memory. Go again tomorrow. Get frustrated and then get up and go. Huh! And consistency. I hope you know. This is how you summon a demon. Do you know how you call a demon? The people that call demons. Anytime you're going to call any spirits, rep repetition is the key. Consistency is the key. People who, for example, steal the first two times, they do it, no spirit ain't coming. But you continue to do that. And guess what? Before you know it, you're addicted to that thing. A spirit says, oh, you're calling my name? I'm coming. And the portals are, there's a gate when a human being summoned a spirit through ungodly behaviors. There's a gate that opens in hell like, and go like that. Because human beings are calling spirits out. Whether you do it as a witch doctor or you just do it because you're being disobedient to the word of God, it doesn't matter. That spirit is coming on you. But I have a good one for you tonight call the spirit of God leave the witch doctor let him do what he do call the spirit of God amen so guys pray find a corner and say Lord don't get tired the Bible said do not get weary in well doing for in due seasons you will due season you will reap if you faint not some of us are fainting if I ever feel like I'm fainting, I kick the chair, man. I hurt my toe. They wake me up. Whatever you have to do, guys, because you're going to need the encounter if you're going to go on with God. People that really don't do that, they don't last in Christianity, you know. There's no sustaining power. 
you see them two years down the line no they don't go to church they're out of the faith i made my observations guys and i go i want to last it's gonna take him to do something for me to last know that you are here make sure you do it right if you don't do it right what who knows three months down the line oh where is this person four months down the line one year down, down the line and you don't see them again we lost them out of the faith so i encourage you right now know that you're gonna need oil the virgins with the oil know that you're gonna fill up be authentic if you came here and faked it with the lord and you were not authentic then two years on the line you cannot have an expectation that you will have any sustaining power think about it work out your own salvation amen jesus is alive and well. so we're gonna pray pray for yourself intercede for yourself Touch the heart of God with your cry, with your tears, with your hunger. Because it's going to, for revival to come, we are going to need people ha! that truly know the Lord. And let me tell you one more thing, guys. When you're in the secret place, there, it comes with a scent. Hello? It, that means, I, I, I'm sure you guys can tell, if my relationship with the Lord dissipates, people are going to be able to, to know. It comes with an aura. When you're huh, in the presence of God constantly, there is a scent, there is a smell, there is a sweetness to you. Everything is different about you. There's no dryness there. I can tell some folks. I'm looking at some folks that are like, I, I, guess I see their spirits are fainting now. They need to go back. You've been feasting on too much natural food. You need to go back to the threshing floor. You need to go make oil. God Almighty. He's waiting for us to grow up. I can't say it any clearer, guys. Amen? We need to, we need to do another three-day fast for some folks here, too. Fast and prayer. For some of the ones that have never didn't, that did not participate with us on the previous occasions that really just decided to give over their lives to the lord we need to go into that that they might take advantage of that time to fast and pray so that god can give them their breakthrough in that so we'll arrange something like that but it's been busy lately so amen but let tonight be your cry to the lord father we thank you for your word tonight thank you jesus and lord what an opportunity we have what an opportunity oh god we have there right now on this planet father we know this is the best opportunity on planet earth now the best to be able to come before your presence and cry out to you oh lord there is not another opportunity on the planet in this moment that can even be compared with what we have before us right now that opportunity to come and cry out to our father in heaven i pray oh my lord and my king for the ones that are here myself included oh lord we are desperate for you and i pray oh god 
you would fill us tonight. Oh, you would fill us tonight, O oh Lord, to overflow. I pray everyone that is struggling in their walk with you tonight, Father, in the name of Jesus, come again and touch them, Holy Ghost. Oh, come and fill them again, O oh Lord, to overflow. Break every heavy bondage, O oh Lord God. As we cry, let the bondages be broken. Oh, oh thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus.